1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This
2: is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Sunday everyone. And welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily podcast. With me, of course, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, there's only one place to start, as the Euro 2020 favourites and current world champions, France, were held to a surprise 1-1 draw against Hungary. In front of 60,000 fans in Budapest. Here's how it all sounded on Talksport.
3: Now a chance maybe for Fiona inside the penalty area. He's still going here. Opportunity! And he scores for Hungary! Dreams do come true for the Hungarians in Budapest! And the world champions are behind! What a moment for Hungary! They lead the world champions. Hungary won. France nil. Absolutely incredible scenes inside the stadium. The Hungarian fans have gone absolutely wild, and why not? The world champions, France, have had all the ball, but it's Hungary who are one up. The flares have gone off, and the smoke is starting to fill up from the Hungarian end. Listen to that noise.
4: I've got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps. It's incredible, isn't it? It was so good to
5: feel that all these places was like, exploding. It was so good. I hope uh, with time it will become better and uh, the people will uh, be back again and make this great
4: atmosphere. The stadium was sold out, which was a formidable advantage for Hungary, who were playing the match of their year, if not quite their lives. This whole scenario gave them even more energy.
3: Mbappe has a ball at feet, goes towards the byline, catches it across the face of goal. step clearance, Griezmann's there. Antoine Griezmann... Makes it 1-1 for France. The danger was coming. Le is flying again. Well, there's the quality. In the blink of an eye, France are level. And there is the full-time whistle. What a result for Hungary in Budapest. What a moment for their fans. Look at the excitement on the face of the goalkeeper, Peter Galassi. They have done a job on France. They've gained a point and they've kept alive their hopes of qualifying for the last 16 of Euro 2020. What an atmosphere, what a performance. They look like they've won the game, but they've
5: taken a point off the world champions in the heat of Budapest. It was very difficult today, but uh, we are very happy because we, we did our job uh, in the best way as possible, and we deserve this kind of luck. I just want to congratulate the the boys because we we did a very good game tonight.
3: Full-time in Budapest and the world champions have been held. It's Hungary 1, France 1. I'm going for a lie down. What (laughs) what an effort. What an absolutely superhuman effort from the Hungarian players. On a boiling hot day, they've had, what, 30% of the ball. They've had a lot of chasing to do. Deservedly so. It's been a heroic effort from them to pick up a point and keep themselves alive at this
4: championships.
2: Elsewhere, Germany bounced back in style to beat the current European champions, Portugal 4-2, in the other game in Group F. It was their first win of the tournament so far, and Ian Danta and the former Man City winger Trevor Sinclair called the game on TalkSport. Applause,
4: rings around the Allianz Arena, and the flags wave, that German trickler of black, red and yellow... You're listening to Talk Sport Day 9 of Euro 2020 in this massive game. The ball's looking for Diogo Jota, he's in behind, Jota in the area, Tapped in by Ronaldo, the flag stays down, and Ronaldo puts Portugal ahead. And when Jota saw Ronaldo in space, an unselfish square ball means it's 12 goals at Euro finals for Cristiano Ronaldo Germany nil, Portugal
6: one. Dan's, I can't tell you how good that goal is.
4: Havertz who gets in front of the keeper it across the face of goal. it's turned in by Rafael Guerrero another own goal in that net, away to the right hand side and Germany have turned it around in Munich and leave. Muller plays a good one too rolls it to the area left hand side for Gerson and Havertz touches it in and Havertz finally has a goal for Germany in these European championships that they've scored rather than relying on somebody else it's 3-1 to Germany Portugal all at sea just ambles
6: into the box it's far too easy the defending is shocking from Portugal Portugal are so out the depth in this game and as I thought you know the game against Hungary it was it was nil nil till the 84th minute you know, and he, might, he just glossed over a performance which I thought was very ordinary.
4: Kimmich, in front of your room, right-hand side, players to pick out. Wow. Gursic is one of the 4-1 Germany. Such a simple goal, Portuguese defence absent. That
6: was almost like a training ground goal, where you said to the team that are playing against the first team, don't engage, just go through the motions. Just go through yep. the motions and let the lads just play their little patterns of play. That was pathetic defending by Portugal.
4: And there goes the full-time whistle. Right, Germany off, at your peril. They were a goal down to Portugal after a 15-minute opening spell in which the Germans dominated before Ronaldo scored his 12th Euro final goal on the counter-attack. But from that point on, Germany dominated. And so this Group F is wide open for all teams to have something to say about it. On the final night on Wednesday Full time at the Allianz Arena Portugal 2, Germany 4
6: I was impressed, I was impressed with Germany I was impressed with the shape I was impressed with individuals within that shape And uh, yeah, it was a a very professional job done Apart from the transition where they conceded on the counter-attack I thought they were pretty awesome today
2: And in the final Euro 2020 game on Saturday Spain drew with Poland That was the third and final game that was live on TalkSport
7: Moreno travelling with the ball onto his left foot, flicked in and driven in by Morata. But the flag, I think he's up. Oh, he's given the goal.
1: Or has he? <laughs> no,
7: he has. The goal stands. Alvaro Morata has given Spain the lead. And a huge blow for Poland. Click down towards the right-hand touchline. Józwiak swinging it in, and the header goes in for 1-1. Robert Lewandowski equalises. It's a massive goal for Poland, and that is exactly the type of service on which he has built his stellar career. Poland back in the game, still in the tournament, it's one apiece. That was a towering header at the far post there. So Moreno with the chance to give Spain a 2-1 lead. Hits it left foot in, off the post, and the rebound is somehow smuggled wide by Morata, and it remains 1-1. And Spain cannot believe that they haven't retaken the lead. The penalty miss was bad, the rebound comes out to Morata, he has the score. Five minutes are up, and Poland are still in there, still fighting. They've got a point, their fate's still in their own hands. For Spain and Luis Enrique, another night of frustration. Held on home turf by Sweden, now held on home turf by Poland. This one finishes, Spain 1, Poland 1.
2: Now, let's bring you more fallout from England's horrific, just boring, awful, embarrassing goalless draw against Scotland on Friday night. And what now for Captain Harry Kane? The striker has been linked with a move to Man City this summer and hasn't scored a goal at the Euros so far. Although, there's only two matches been played, so everyone just calm down. Shortly, we'll hear from the former Republic of Ireland striker Tony Cascarino and the former England winger, Trevor Sinclair. But first, here's the England legend, Stuart Pearce, who thinks that no matter what happens, Kane will always start up front for his country.
7: England are making a change and Harry Kane is the man coming off, Rashford coming off.
2: The question I would ask the group, Mm. how can we get more out of Harry? You know, He is a a world-class player. There'll be a clamour-free signature this summer and, and someone will pay north of £100 million for him comfortably because of his goal record and everything. So is it to give him a partner up front? and what that looks like to the dynamic of the rest.
4: Harry Kane's been subbed twice in two games. He, you know, he'd never been subbed in uh, qu- uh, qualifying games before. You know, his career's been on the up all the time. Harry's not experienced the downside. It's always been on the up for Harry. Getting golden boot winner, goals regularly, national team, g- having great goals scoring record, he's not had that certainly in the last year or two his record is nowhere near the same my contract uh, insist I must ask you the question
6: <laughs> um, are you worried about Harry Kane I am yeah I am um I have been a couple of times during the season and then all of a sudden you'll see a performance like last game of the season against Leicester where he turns it on in the second half and him and Bale were far too much for Leicester to handle and I think, oh yeah, he's all right. There's nothing wrong with his ankle, he's back. But then I do see him sometimes and you look at the passages of play and the sharp plays with your Fodens and your Sterlings and you know even Phillips to a certain extent and Mount and you think he does look a little bit lethargic and a little bit slow around them young players. So he's got it all to prove, but this is what great players do. They shut people like me up by putting a great performance in and I expect Harry Harry Kane to do that once again.
4: Harry Kane, in the meantime, has taken his captain's armband off. He's heading for the subs bench, replaced by Marcus Rashford. Yeah, big shout-out from Gareth.
5: You know, Harry Kane, even against Croatia at the weekend and and tonight, has been very quiet. He
4: looks drained to me. And Mm. I've heard Jason Cundy talking last night saying he looked leggy. He does look leggy, but mentally you can be drained and that drained can look physically, you can look out of sorts. And he looks out of sorts. I think he needs to have a little bit of a lift and I think that lift can be by Gareth saying, you're going to play. And you're going to play 90
0: minutes. He's not getting to goal-scoring positions. Last night he was you know, beaten physically by McTominay and Grant Hanley. But he's not really dropping back to influence the game. Because England have already got Foden and Mount in those positions. And he just he's just not looking himself. And you know, it's damning really that Southgate hooked him. winning them were chasing a winning goal. And the Euros
2: action keeps coming on TalkSport. As Group A comes to its conclusion from 5pm on TalkSport, you can hear Wales trip to Italy as they look to seal their qualification to the knockout stages. Whilst over on TalkSport 2 at the same time, it's Switzerland against Turkey. Here's what the Welsh camp have been saying ahead of their game against one of the tournament's early pace setters.
5: That is it. What a night to be Welsh. Wales on their way through, surely with four points from two games, and they have beaten Turkey here, they have beaten the local crowd, and they have been wonderful here
8: in Baku. Rank's right up there. I think we knew it was a huge opportunity to get three points. It was a game we really targeted and and wanted to make the most of, so um, when you take the performance into consideration as well, it's one of those nights that stands out in my international career. I think it's up there, right at the top obviously it's only the second game in the group but just to be here at the Euros is uh, such an amazing feel for me and the whole team and yeah what a, what a performance it was last night.
5: And Bale again, breaks into the penalty area, Bale is still going, plays it short Yes! And it in. And Wales have done it! Wales have won this game by two goals to nil! What a victory! Conor Roberts with the second goal!
8: We're Wales, little old Wales and just to even be uh, as a team it's incredible I think before the before the competition there was a sense of expectation because of what happened in 2016 but we'll just enjoy it because you know it might never happen again
5: clips a high ball forward to Ramsey who brings the ball down and Ramsey yes. scores Aaron Ramsey with a
8: crucial goal for Wales he's unbelievable when when he gets on the ball and he's enjoying himself, himself, you know, he looks, you know, a million miles above everyone else on the pitch. You know, along with Gaz, obviously, you can't forget him. You know, he's a he's a Welsh legend. And uh, like I say, them two, when they're playing well, and we've got and you've got players who just just love playing for our country and love giving absolutely everything around them, then you know, hopefully. Everything goes in the right direction, and uh, it did on Wednesday night, and hopefully it can. Square to Locatelli, left-footed effort,
4: 2-0! Locatelli from distance, and it's supreme for Italy! They are running away with it again here in Rome, and they are serious contenders, surely,
2: at Euro 2020! It's a big challenge, of course it is, yeah. They're in great form. We're going to pick a team that's going to go out there and and absolutely give everything for Wales and for the cause, and and we want to
8: win the game. Yeah, I don't think we want to go into any game with... um... Playing for a draw, um, I think we, we want to win every game, and we, and we fully believe we can do that. These are the games you dream of being involved in as a as a kid, and uh, yeah, all the lads have worked really hard to put themselves in a position to to obviously be involved in a match like this. So yeah, we can we can't wait, and um, yeah, we're hoping we can get a result.
2: If we don't want to finish top, we want to finish second. We don't want to. I've said to the lads, we don't want to limp across the line. We want to uh, we want to qualify in style and 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 get the get where we deserve, which in my opinion is is the top two. And finally, away from the Euros, Tottenham Hotspur's search for a new manager continues. With Cattuso, the latest man to pull out the running. Jurgen Klinsmann, Eric Ten Hag, Roberto Martinez, and Graham Potter have all been linked to the role. But here's football writer Jack Pitbrook, who thinks Daniel Levy's been unrealistic with the type of manager he wants at the club.
0: If Belgium keep playing well, then I think Roberto Martinez, yeah, who they considered at the start of who they considered at the start of the process. I think Roberto Martinez could, in theory, come back into the picture. Martinez, I think, does want to move back into club football sooner rather than later. But I don't think there's really much of a concerted plan at the moment. I think the last week or so has been so shambolic that I genuinely have no idea what will happen next week. And what about Ten Ten Hag? Well, Ten Hag has been, uh, back in the earlier stage of this process, Ten Hag was always the kind of, The backup, you know, he was the backup when they couldn't get Flick. He was the backup when they couldn't get Pochettino. Ten Hag really fits what Daniel Levy said they were looking for back at the start of this process, back in May. You know, uh, aggressive, entertaining football gives the club a bit of a rebuild. Would integrate young players. You know, he's done really well in his time at Ajax and played some great stuff there. So I think Ten Hag, in that sense, would be perfect. But the question is, is he a glamorous enough name for Daniel Levy? Is he kind of Part of the the Paraty network, I don't know. So I just don't know whether he'd have the backing at the moment. Although it does, on on the surface, certainly makes sense.
2: How long before they ring, um, let's say Eddie Howe or Scott Parker, Graham, or Graham you know, Potter, Gra- seen, Graham Potter, or Graham yeah. Potter, you know? But we, or is that seen as failing upwards?
0: Well, again, I think some of those candidates, maybe not Parker, but I think Potter would have made a huge amount of sense. And Potter did have quite a lot of support at the club. At the start of this process, I think some people thought, you yeah, know, maybe it's a little bit too soon for him because he's, uh, you know, doesn't have that much Premier League coaching experience. But he's obviously a very, very good coach and a really interesting, smart, engaging bloke, Potter. But again, I I just think that the, the issue, one of the issues here is that Tottenham, as well as wanting a kind of progressive coach, they do also want a big name. You know, Daniel Levy wants a big name. Mm. Paratici will want someone that he knows. And, you know, you can't get Paratici in and then not give him the power to appoint the head coach you know there's no point in having someone in this position unless he has that power so I just don't know whether Mm. or not that's what Pratchee will go for even though I'm sure there's lots of people at Tottenham for whom Ten Hag or Potter would be the obvious choices and they you know those guys have been popular with some people all the way through this process
2: well that's it for another podcast you think thanks for listening on Talks for Apple wherever you get your podcasts from I'm, of course, back on Monday night show from 10pm on the Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm. But before that, there will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Euro Daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning. Until then, thanks for listening and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
3: only from Rustolium